0: Experiences yeah. for wealthy people. So it's like wealthy people go on these summer retreats for two weeks, yeah. and what do they do? They they pick corn, they work in the <laughs> oh field, gosh. they wash their clothes in the river, <laughs> they 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 do laundry, they like they cook meals themselves, yeah. and they come back and they go, what an experience! Yeah. And I go, uh, you could have just came to the show, Walter yeah. House. At any time, bro, because I gotta go At weed time. back the backyard yeah. today, and I could really use you.
1: Welcome, to Biblical Lenses, a podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the Bible. We release a fresh podcast every week. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Three, two, one. Coffee, Coffee talk, talk chit chat.
0: That, that was. That was. That was. That was yeah, little, that was good. Almost a little theme song. We didn't even. There. We didn't even plan it either. So I'm glad that we were kind of on. The synchronization. No, too. it was great. I think the harmony was beautiful. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Welcome to Biblical Lenses. Welcome. Uh, before we get too far into this chit chat coffee talk episode, because Nolan came over to my house, woke me up, and I mm-hmm. had slept in, um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you get more well-thought-out, pre-planned content <laughs> like this. This is as much planning as we did. I went. I came over to his house and I went, Hey!
1: Wake up! Yeah. That's yep. what we did.
0: And I rolled over and I went, Oh no! There's a, str- <laughs> my, a dog. My dog barked at a, a what was possibly a stranger in the backyard. Yeah, and I was like, "Do I need to get my gun?" <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought was funny is I was I
1: was in your backyard. I just I was sitting in my car, and I had sent you a, a pretty great Mr. Bean meme. I saw that, and yeah. then I walked. I was like, "You know, what, I'm just gonna go check it. See, he might be in his office doing something. And he just didn't see his phone." And so I walked in there, and the thought occurred to me. I was like, "If Jesse just opens his door and does a little pop shot." I could die today. Yeah. And it's going to be on the news right like like friend kills best friend. No, 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 a, no.
0: Finger straight off the trigger. Always look before you shoot. That's kind of the... So, I mean, yeah. I, I do look pretty fast, though. Yep. So You would have, have to definitely tell me free so I could put it's my okay. hands up. Yeah. We would have supported your wife and your child for Oop. at least a year or two before the guilt ran off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least a year or two. At least a year or two. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, hey, this episode is literally just me and Nolan hanging out, chilling, talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to just talk about, I don't know, what we've been doing, what we've been thinking, what we've been seeing. And uh, throughout, the goal is supposed to be, as Christian men... How do we how are we looking at all these things yep sometimes sometimes not through biblical lenses mm-hmm. so that's that's the goal here today so if you don't like that go catch one of the more topical episodes if you want to be part of this conversation hang around Let's yeah well what i love about uh these kind of episodes is you
1: know we first started this and i think we talked about this in the very first coffee Duck Chit chat but uh we first started this this was exactly how the idea of a podcast came to That's be. That's right. Because we would be up late at night. Yeah. This is obviously before I had a child. Yeah. Um, and we would just be talking and all of a sudden it would move into... We would go from like talking about Dungeons and Dragons and then of course. two hours later we're you know exegeting like... Genesis And we're like, mm-hmm. what is going on? We should do a podcast about mm. this. Yep. And so now we're kind of like, when we started doing the podcast, we want to do it on topical things. Right.
0: But I love this more. I like I like them both. I'm yeah. just happy to podcast. I'm happy to have the convo. Yep. You know,
1: it's good stuff. I, I heard that there was a lot of podcasts coming to Austin. And i'm getting
0: really excited oh that well like, that's a lot big of people podcasts. moving out of like yep. like joe rogan yep. and all the a lot of people are moving out of california you yep. know why because california is crazy what
1: i think i want to propose because tesla's coming here mm. so i would love to propose to elon like hey for marriage yeah well yeah for marriage well, but yes, you're he's, already he's already married a lot of he's already people. married i'm already married so, no propose an idea of hey just just come I'll make Uh your podcast. Yeah, I just want you to come and give me like two hours a month, and of solid audio. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I can make like a like a A great Elon podcast. Yep, you cheat podcast
0: cheat on me with Elon. Yeah. I don't appreciate that, bro. I'd podcast you, also, and you and myself. Also, you can't propose to Elon and marry Elon because then you'd be the stepfather of of, of of a symbol <laughs> e squared seventeen <Of> e squared seventeen, <laughs> which would be you know unfortunate in lots of different ways. Oh my goodness! Yeah, people are people are leaving and they're coming to Texas because Texas is rad. Texas is speaking great. of Texas being rad. Um, I I uh, was recently gifted a smoker. Yep. and uh, yesterday, as of yesterday, I'm on my fourth brisket. Good lord, that I have smoked. What are you doing differently? Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, bro. If you don't know what smoking is, smoking is a, is a specific type of grill. Mine's electric and it's pellet fed, yeah. that just smokes things and cooks things really low. Yeah, a little bit of smoke in there. So I cooked this large piece of brisket for eight hours yesterday, oh, nine hours. Man, uh, and uh, it comes out just so delicious yeah so this is the best one ever this is the best one yeah Yeah. so what I'm doing now is I've cut it's brisket like smoking stuff is like this cult following yeah like everyone has these weird little things they do oh yeah it's like some people when they take a Polaroid like they flip it in their hands Mm -hmm. and then some people like Did you know some people wipe them no, some people wipe
1: them. I heard, like, on my official Polaroid like uh, instructions, it said take it and immediately turn it down and put it face put down. Put it face yep.
0: down. There's well, all like, these weird, weird yeah. like w- things that people do. Yeah, like little rituals or, or little things. So smoking's exactly smoking exactly just the same. like that. Yeah. Like people have their little things. So they're like, I just do it that way. That's mm-hmm. the way I've always done it. Yeah. So I'm just trying different things. But now what I do is I, I, you know, you got to put uh, like seasoning on the outside of it. Yep. Pop it in there. Every two and a half hours, I spray it with water and apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then right when it's about to be finished, I double wrap it in butcher paper now. Butcher paper. Yep. Because before I, you're doing it in aluminum foil. foil. Yeah. I do butcher paper. I put a piece of butter in there, like half Ooh. a stick of butter in there with it. I wrap it up in the butcher paper and then I put it in a cooler yep. that I have already filled up with hot water and then dumped out. So it's like a yep. sauna. Nice I, put it, I put it in the sauna. Yep. I put it in the sauna for like another two hours. Now, when I've,
1: when I've done smoking, I've I've heard of the cooler and i've done the cooler method but i did the cooler method with aluminum foil yeah. and not with butcher paper this so is amazing to, it's that. amazing
0: it came out like yeah. because of the butter and i think the sauna yeah it was like an old soggy nope I'm already turned Man, off from this. they came out Gross. of the sauna. That's a bad analogy. Uh, yeah, that was a really bad okay, analogy. I back up on yeah. that. It was it was like a stick of butter that just came, It was like came, a stick you know, of butter on a on a piece of meat that had yeah. been cooked low and slow for 9 hours. Okay. Was, yeah, like, that's much a much better, better analogy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we went down dangerous territory there. I love I love it though. Cuz going no. to bring in Roman's one. <laughs> what I <laughs>
1: What I love about uh, like smoking is you have two different uh, camps, right? You have the the pellet feeder, like the electronic one. Yeah. Which I think everybody secretly deep down wants. Right. But the people that can't afford it are the people that get mad and they're like, oh, no, wood.
0: Like you got, like, a, you got a natural ten, wood fed. Tend your own wood. Yeah. You have to sit out there fire. for
1: 16 hours. Yeah. Like you have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning just so your brisket's done by, by dinner. And it's Listen. like, yeah, bro. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it at. 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and I'm just going to walk away.
0: This is the barbecue version of fixed gear bike riders. Yeah. They're going, fixed gear's the only way. Fixed gear. Go, well, technology has ascended, and when we I, created gears. When I stopped pedaling, I want the ability to die. Oh, yeah. Like, I was on board with that. I had a fixed gear and a, and, a, and a single speed, and I was like, you know what I'd like? More speeds! More gears! That's what I would like, because technology has advanced... Like, Elon Musk is making cars that are going to stink and get us to Mars, and I'm still here going one speed. One
1: speed. <laughs> one speed only. Makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> some of my buddies. I don't know if this is fixed it's gear elinist. or not, but some of my buddies used to have uh, bikes where, like, if you would stop pedaling, the bike would just come to a dead halt. It was, like, the
0: professional, like, street bikes. That's a fixed gear. Is it a fixed gear? Well, okay, so it doesn't stop, but it's, like you stop pedaling and the gears are continuing to go around they just move yeah. with the wheels right so yep. you have to actually do like reverse yeah. pedaling and it brings the bike to a stop and i'm like that's so dangerous yeah. and there's no they usually they don't put brakes on them there's yep. no brakes exactly and so i'm like what are we doing here yeah
1: What's going on? It's bro? like if you need to come to a dead halt, it's pretty much you're a semi it's, in, in the road. Do you know
0: how many friends I have that were like fix gears the way and got in so many accidents because yeah. they couldn't stop? I'm like, yep. you know what the way is? Brakes and a helmet.
1: That's the way. <laughs> like they think they're going to be jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie. Like there's a movie about Joseph Gordon-Levitt being a um, mail delivery carrier or whatever. Okay. And he's on a bike in like okay. New York City. Bike and some sort right. of crime boss tries to like kill him and like the whole movie it's him basically like navigating New York City on this bike of course and so he's like able to jump up on top of like rails of course right all the way down are you when did that movie come out? it was like probably 2014-15 there was a movie that came out and it was like during the whole like fixed bike craze of course it was and I just remember watching that and I was like that's no bike like unless you're a professional bike rider like Lance Armstrong no you couldn't do that
0: um that reminds me of an amazing uh, movie that came out in the 80s called Rad. And Rad was all about Rad. BMX biking because yep. it was during the BMX craze. Yeah. And it was like, same sounds like the same thing as, as yours. Like every problem in your life can be solved by BMX writing. <laughs> Another great one, Gleaning the Cube with Christian Slater who was all about skateboarding. <laughs> And he was able to foil the plans of somewhat mafia bosses or bad guys by skateboarding. What I love
1: is, and this kind of goes into like how you can solve all your problems through skateboarding or BMXing. Of course. I love like topical Christian uh, sermons. Mm -hmm. So like you'll go to like a skate lock-in. Okay. And all of a sudden you have like a skater guy come out and be like, all right. So here's how Jesus is going to ride the rail into your life. And you're like. All right. Here we go. Like, you know, it's just it's chock-full of puns. It's chock-full of skater references. Like I remember oh, we did a I couple of skate it. lock-ins and, you know, some of our buddies would be like, "You just got to hit the ollie." On life, the Ollie and, on life, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't know any. Skate oh references. my god! I'm not a skater. But it's like same thing. Like you can go to a like a surf, uh, like sure. a, a surf topical sure. lesson. Mm-hmm. You can go to a lesson about gardening. Like yeah. you just run randomly run yeah. into these sometimes contextual. Yeah, you're like, what yeah, is what they're is going contextualizing on?
0: Yeah. the gospel right yeah right like the kingdom of heaven is like being in the green room the tube bro when you get to the Harold, there's this feeling of elation abundant life john ten ten, bro and it's like okay listen you know what i think would be the best Yeah. is if you walked into one of those and like a skate lock-in or like a surf camp yeah and all the kids were just expecting like this surfing message or the skating <laughs> message and you were just like The fires of hell, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It would be the funniest. Just completely ignore your surroundings and just preach the fire and brimstone. (laughs) <laughs> you give them the wrong topical message So you come in and you're like
1: Okay, like the kingdom of heaven is like a seed And when we plant seeds And you have a bunch right. of scare kids like I've uh, never planted a seed in my life This is construction yeah. uh,
0: This is like a carpentry yeah. uh, Like a convention What are you yeah. doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? Yeah. we're talking about my garden <laughs> oh, I love it so much so
1: good. Speaking of uh, topical messages yeah. um, Have you seen, you've seen the, uh, the Bethel uh, The latest Bethel
0: debacle oh my gosh tell me about it okay so uh i think i have i think i know what's your time i possibly know the one the one
1: uh a couple of weeks ago it has to have been a couple of weeks ago maybe a month ago um they basically Pronounced Racism dead mm-hmm. um, because yep. they used a Gandalf uh, staff. Yeah. And they said, uh, You shall not pass. Uh-huh. And they were speaking to racism. Yeah. And it was so funny because the lady in the video was just like bringing up Gandalf. And in this scene, he's going up against a demon. And that demon is racism and mm-hmm. systemic racism. And so she's like, I want you to raise your spear and say, You
0: shall not pass. Yes. And it was the
1: cringiest. It was the cringiest Super sermon ever. Christian cringy. But the little part of me that loves Lord of the Rings, I was like,
0: I respect you, lady. I kind of into it. You, you
1: took a shot. Didn't go very well. but You took a shot.
0: Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. If we're gonna go by the, if we're gonna go by the canon of the movie, what happened next is apparently racism reached out of the pit and grabbed Gandalf's leg, and drug him down into the abyss. <laughs> So <laughs> this is—it would be so funny. Listen, I'm not hating on Bethel. I'm not yeah, sure no. about them, but I'm not hating on them. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Can we all just admit that it's a little bit funny? But, but let's say this. Let's say this. Wouldn't it be even more hilarious if they're like, we have this great Sherman idea, that we're going to use Gandalf's staff, and they're like, but I only saw the first half of the movie. <laughs> I don't know what happened next. I assume all the hobbits got got out of the out of the cavern and Gandalf saved the day and they didn't watch the rest of it.
1: After after their sermon, they go home and they're like, oh shoot, that was the wrong message.
0: That was the wrong analogy. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Goodness. Uh it is cringy. It is super cringy. I mean, I've been
1: I've been a part of like some cringy sermons and Have you? normally Normally, it's because the person that's giving the sermon just is out of touch with mm-hmm. pop culture. And so they see some sort of pop culture reference. Yes. And they go, yep, I'm going to use that. Like you get a pastor on stage jailing YOLO, and you're like,
0: oh, uh, bro. Stop <laughs> doing that. Stop <laughs> doing that. You're 55. Stop like, you doing don't have the that. right to use YOLO. I cringe every time I see one of these 50 year old megachurch pastors get on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Stop. Yep. Stop it. So Stop.
1: <laughs> I think like Ju- um, uh, Ju- Judas is it Judas Smith? Oh, it's Judas Smith. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's doing a lot of like like Instagram stuff, and you would say that he's probably one of the more uh, like. Cultured pastors Cultured or culturally relevant Culturally relevant Cultured I would say Probably cultured Sipping a martini Yeah definitely not In Europe No Like culturally relevant Would be TikTokers (laughs) (laughs) But it was so funny Because like yesterday I saw him come across My like explore page Or whatever And he's getting like some like gray hairs And stuff like that And he's still say, Saying YOLO He's still saying All this other like mm. Like culturally relevant language And I was like yeah. I respect you Like you are Getting up there In years But you're still you're, Still doing you're it You're still going
0: for you're it You're still on You're still on the gram Still on TikTok <sighs> hey, Still doing the game You know what I say to you Yeet, Yeet. That's what I say to you <laughs> Yeet um, I can't I can't do it The other night We had the conversation We were just going through Gen Z Like oh, language yep it was the worst that was a cringy moment personally just for you and i because there's explored. like millennial
1: language like yeet and then there's gen z language which gets kind of weird and dark every once in a while but uh,
0: here's what i notice about the gen z language it's just a retooling of other language it's just literally. It's, it's not even clever. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. That's a. But maybe that's because I'm old. Yeah. And I just am being elitist. Like yep. a fixed gear bike rider. Well, and like a, a electric pellet fed smoker. Definitely. See, I elitist. I realized
1: that I was I I saw the generational divide between me and somebody like my my nephew or my son who's gonna grow up as a general Zer mm-hmm. when I realized that I didn't like TikTok. And oh. It was not an app that, like, I, I downloaded it Dude. for half a second and I was like, oh, this would be cool. And then I was just like, I nope, I don't understand it. I don't get it.
0: I'm not, well, I'm not about I it. Well, I also don't like it because it's jam-packed full of 13-year-old girls with low-cut tops dancing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's inappropriate, bro. Yeah. Like I don't want to be on anywhere near that. See, I didn't I didn't get
1: close to that because I got on. I saw like Kevin Hart on there I saw The Rock on there And then I just Lost interest
0: I literally I've downloaded it twice Like yeah. the first time Was like a year ago I was like TikTok What's that all about yeah. All right. I open it up And I'm like Maybe I need to like Be participating I don't yeah. know And I got out For five minutes I was like Inappropriate Inappropriate yeah. I was like Oh inappropriate And I turned it off And then like Six months later I was like oh, Maybe I should Give it another chance yeah. And then I started Trying to find people Like The Rock And Kevin mm-hmm. Hart to follow I'm like okay But I still couldn't Get away yeah. From the inappropriateness And I was like this isn't I can't do this bro. well and on top of that it
1: might it might get I, I heard some news the other day that they might start shutting down uh, certain like access to TikTok in certain areas oh, of the yeah? country well didn't of, uh, in, India was it India yeah
0: I think it was India, India completely shut it down was just, all access it's just access. got like a lot of weird sketchy like privacy issues oh yeah they, like they shut down so, all access yeah. to TikTok and Instagram was like Thank you. It was like basically a meme of Mr. <laughs> Burns going, excellent, excellent. Mr. Burns with Mark Zuckerberg's like face. Did you see him in Hawaii the other day? With all the with uh, all The, the sunblock on. <laughs> the sun I on.
1: love it. Looking like a 55-year-old man going oh, surfing. I love it. Because what I love is like people don't realize that like – Mark Zuckerberg, like just, it was probably some sort of zinc paste that he put on his face, probably. and that's why it made him look bad. But there are there are like fifty five year old like Asian men who can tan very well in Hawaii that mm. look like that as well. Yeah, like guys just realize they're like, I don't want to
0: die of of, of skin cancer. So yep. Mark Zuckerberg was just trying to protect himself. <laughs> some of my favorite memes are the ones of Mark Zuckerberg being an alien. Mm-hmm. They're so when he sat in front of like Congress or on Capitol Hill or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he had that blank like hollow eye stare that yeah. he has and the memes of like what do the humans want me to say now like <laughs> it's so funny it's mean it's not nice to make fun no. of people but you have to admit that the blank stare mixed with the memes is funny yeah and uh, I think
1: I think just in general anytime somebody that makes an extreme amount of money is just nervous because mm. like if I made so much money like Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff yeah. Bezos I, I would never be nervous in my life yeah. until it came down to the point where it's like, you're losing billions of dollars based off of this one decision. And then
0: I would have that exact same look as Mark Zuckerberg. So it's, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. To, I mean, talk about being like culturally relevant. Yeah. Like is one of those things that ceases or keeps you from being culturally relevant is to be so like wealthy, like some of these people, Mm -hmm. they don't even have to deal with normal everyday people problems. It's like they don't know what it's like to go grocery shopping anymore. There is this, have we talked about this before? One of the funniest scenes of, of 30 Rock. If you ever watched that show, yeah. Tina Fey, yeah. was when uh, Tracy Morgan, who basically just plays himself in yeah. the show, they tell him he's not culture relevant anymore because he's so rich and wealthy. Yeah. And he's like, yes, I am. So he goes out and tries to do stand-up. And he's standing in front of like a, a small little comedy club. He's like, y'all, y'all know like what it feels like when your Mercedes doesn't work? And they're all like, nobody in the crowd gets him. He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with everybody? so funny dude i love that but when you're just living in another realm like in another place which i actually i am wondering like like on a serious note does it keep you from being empathetic to the to the plight of mm. like the everyday person right Interesting. like yeah can you how how d- I don't know. Does like having tons and tons of money keep you from truly like loving your neighbor and having your heart be affected for people? Yeah. Is I, that I, part of the of the wickedness of money and greed? I mean, I think I think that that would be
1: part of it, you know. I <clears throat> I think that you there are ways to kind of curb that and that that would be a lot of i think not only charitable giving of your finances mm-hmm. but just charitable giving of your time like saying it's true like i'm i'm going to go and do this and yes it's going to seem especially this is what i have a hard time with because like you get a lot of celebrities that like they'll go out and they'll go to you know some sort of uh on some sort of uh you would call it probably a secular missions trip okay or like a well building or they might go to a soup kitchen gotcha and then or like nfl players will do this a lot like on Thanksgiving, they will mm-hmm. go to a soup kitchen and feed the homeless. Yeah. And people will go, well, they're just doing that for publicity. It's like, do we have to be so cynical about right. that? Like, I know. You can't just sucks. have like a guy that makes, yes, he makes millions of dollars, but he just genuinely wants to help out his community and us as like the the lay folk, we're just like, oh, look at him. He's just doing that for, for likes on Instagram. It's like, but...
0: No. When Tim Tebow does it, we're like, "You go, Tim yeah. Tebow. You go. You go on missions to Honduras."
1: I will say this though: the difference between I think Tim Tebow and somebody else is that is Tim Tebow's constant. That's His true. His constant is That's true. Hey, I'm going to do this, and he's always talking about it. It's all there's always something in the works. Got to love it. And then it. you have somebody else that like every year, like once a year, it rolls around, and then they post 50 pics about the same yeah. thing for the next two weeks, and you're like okay, now I see what you're doing. Because you've done that once in your life. But then you have people like uh, Drew Brees is is a really good example who he has done so much for the St. Louis community Uh, and he's never talked about it. And then when kind of a lot of this racism stuff came out, he was one of those guys that was like, I do more for the St. Louis community than most people. Right, you don't realize like the money that I've invested, the programs that I've started, the foundations that I have to help out my community. I'm just not one of the celebrities that's like like clicking all the time on Instagram and trying to get people aware of what I'm doing. I like to do stuff in the background.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I want to do some stuff in the background.
1: Uh, I just want some money to be able to do (laughs) some stuff in the background, (laughs) like. Jeff Bezos, send me some money so I can do something for people. I'll do some cool people. stuff with it, yeah. Jeff. Come on, Jeff. No, I, uh, I heard, this isn't an original thought. This is from a, um, a little tidbit from the Nate Bergazzi podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't necessarily listen to all of it. I saw this on Instagram. Um, but he was talking about the same, same concept where he was saying, like, rich people just have no concept. And he was using Brad Pitt, Pitt as an example. He was saying, like, does Brad Pitt, like, when he wants his lawn mode? like, he doesn't know how to do that. Like he doesn't have a lawnmower in his shed. He's like he probably the, the most he does is like walk out and talk to his lawn lawn care worker and like, hey, right. can I just push that mower for a little bit? Just, I and just the want guy's to like
0: feel the effects of normalcy for Yeah, a
1: man. Like you can push the lawnmower, like if you want. And he just pushes it around for a little bit. He's like, Yeah, so, that's good. Like, thanks. So you
0: know <laughs> there there is. I read an article like a couple weeks ago about uh the increase, the rise of adult uh like work experiences yeah. for wealthy people. So <laughs> it's like wealthy people go on these summer retreats for 2 weeks yeah. and what do they do? They they pick corn, they work <laughs> oh in the field, gosh. they wash their clothes in the river. <laughs> they 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 do laundry. Oh no. They like they cook meals themselves yeah. and they come back and they go, "What an experience." Yeah. And I go Uh, You could have just came to the show Walter house. At any time, bro, because I gotta any go time. weed whack the backyard yeah. today and I could really use you if what, you want to take over. What
1: I love though is like the idea of them picking corn because we literally have things that are called combines that do that. Well, like they couldn't million just, dollar
0: machines. They that, couldn't just like send them to the supermarket yeah. to do that. They're like, We need to get you in touch with Mother Earth.
1: But that's I think that would be an experience though, to have like a whole little town set up with like like a couple of actors, kind of like the Truman show. Oh, where yeah. Where it's just yeah. like like you get Jeff Bezos that walks in and he he can Walk into a supermarket. It's not going to be a Whole Foods. It's going to be right. like a Walmart-style yeah. supermarket, and it's going to be like, "Hey, you walk in, you're going to get some guy wearing torn sweatpants, yeah, smelling like bo, walks past you, not even going to acknowledge you. No, he's not even going to care. Yeah. I heard a, I heard a funny little like joke. Um, it was <laughs> saying, I don't ever wish that Jeff Bezos would go to hell, but they said basically like, uh, if Jeff Bezos goes to hell, he should his his version of hell should just be working minimum wage jobs. Until he earns the same amount of money that he has in this life. Oh, and I think that is that is the worst thing to think about. Because he is, I guess, you could work a minimum wage job for like, it's like 100,000 years and you'll not have as much money as Jeff Bezos. It's pretty crazy, I dude. It was, it was a funny joke that it's I It's
0: pretty crazy. But can we all just, everyone, there's this huge push right now to just hate rich people and hate Jeff Bezos oh, yeah. and to hate billionaires. And I'm like, but you know what? I ordered a board game on Amazon the other day and it got here the next day and I yeah. was pretty thankful. Yeah. So we can all be talking trash about Jeff Bezos while we shop for things on our iPhone 11s, a <laughs> bunch of salty capitalists we are. Those same people like buy Teslas and they're just like, "I hate capitalism." I'm oh, like, yeah, rich people. Sure, I'm like, bro. "You have a car that will drive you." <laughs> yeah. Okay, like you can come out of your Super Target, hit a button and your car will come pick you up. I saw, shush.
1: I saw a post the other day compared Comparing, like the united states's gdp to other countries oh i saw and, you like, post that it was ridiculous they're like basically the uk which i would think is a comparable like competitor to the united states yeah the uk made up like pretty much michigan and and minnesota yeah and i was like what is that like a giant like uh part of the super eight country no man makes the same amount of money as like three different states in the united states yeah, And i was like that's just ridiculous. That's crazy to me. Wealthiest wealthiest country like in the world. But I mean I think like like kind of to to into a biblical topic like i think it's important for us to realize and, and this is i remember uh dave ramsey at one point in time in our church kind of got some <laughs> fire because people were saying he's uh you know he's he's just you know he's evil because he cares about making money and getting wealthy and stuff like right. that and his whole spiel which i think is the church's spiel which should be our spiel as christians is look i'm not telling you like make a bunch of money so you can die rich right i'm telling you like be, like make a bunch of money so that you can help out other people. Exactly. Like, you should be giving away a lot of that to help the poor, feed the hungry, like clothe the or clothe yep. the naked. Yeah. Um, and if you're not doing that, that's when it's like, Hey, you have a problem. And so I see a lot of like biblical men in the Bible that use their money as a way to advance the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, that's what he says, right? Like, uh, save like nobody else, live like nobody mm-hmm. else, like so that you can give like nobody else. Yeah. There's always there. He, his I know. It always blew my mind when people just had. So, I remember a guy at our, at like a a church that I was at was like Dave Ramsey. Look at that evil smile mm-hmm. on the cover of his book. I'm like. Bro, but do you see he's literally cutting up credit cards next yeah. to that smile <laughs> he's telling you to stop spending money like a dumb yeah. dumb and get out of debt so you can give to people yeah. no he's <laughs> wicked all he cares about is money no he cares about helping you save money yeah. so you have a retirement yeah so you don't have to, have to be working at a, at a walmart when you're 98 years old well and like
1: we, we've known some people that have like gone basically Like, worked their entire lives and then gotten done. And basically, they're just like, well, my retirement is literally the. House that I live in and the will close my back. Like, yep. I just have nothing yep. because I've, you know, worked so long and I have so much debt. And it's just like, sure, I don't want to live like that. Like, there's got to be something. It would better, be
0: you know? the worst thing in the world to say, like, I'm 98 years old. I'm, I still have to work mm-hmm. or like I have to, like, I'm living with my children because I can't support myself and mm-hmm. I can't work anymore. I'm incapable. But, Um, but I I sure did have a sweet car when I was like forty. It was pretty rad for a while. What that sucks. What I
1: wish like I I could do over again, just like because I went to school uh, for pastoral uh, ministries and I learned a lot about the Bible. I think my relationship to God definitely was strengthened and matured in many ways in a very short amount of time. So you know, in probably the well five years that I went to school, it was like a pressure cooker of just learning about the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't regret that. But if, if you wanted to be a pastor, I think you're, it would be much more beneficial. It's going to be a longer kind of marathon of a run, right? Just go to a church that does not require any sort of, uh, like degree Mm -hmm. as an 18 year old fresh out of high school and just say, I'm going to intern for you. Like, do you want me to do anything for 20 hours a week for the youth ministry? Great, start there Mm -hmm. and just get involved in ministry because that's where you're going to learn. My friend did that as a worship pastor, just started, hey, I'm gonna do a internship as a worship pastor and I'm just gonna learn the ropes, learn all the ropes and now he's a full-time worship pastor, Yeah. never went to college, doesn't have college debt that he's paying off like I do Yep. and he's he's a pastor and that was what I went to school for originally and I'm not a pastor. So it's like, you know, I mean, because most times when I go to a church and you know, ask them like, Hey, like these are my qualifications. They go, well, we just want to make sure that you have practical ministry application and and, Oh, oh. I have all the head knowledge. Dude, you know what, there's something,
0: there's something shifting in our environment, in our culture, just generally speaking, where, where I think I'm not saying college is a bad idea. But I have said this publicly before and I'll continue to say it. I don't think you have to go to college for a lot of like things that you wanna do in life. Yeah. I, I think that day's dead of mm-hmm. like college, the university is where information is kept and held. The, mm-hmm. They're the gatekeepers of knowledge. And so unless you wanna be a doctor or a lawyer, please like if you wanna be a doctor, please go please to go. college. Don't be please. saying like, I'll just, I'll operate yeah. on you. <laughs>
1: if you. If you say that and you haven't gone to
0: college, I will punch you in the face. I will run screaming from you. Um, (laughs) if you're like, I can do surgery. I'll be like, get away from me. But if Chechnya (laughs) Good Lord. Chechnya. Sorry, Chechnya, if you're listening. One less kidney. I'm just like, well But if you wanna be a graphic designer, yeah. Like or you wanna be like you wanna be a business person, dude. You can take courses online. Mm and get tons of knowledge and just start doing, start putting into application. So ministry-wise, same thing. Yeah. You want to learn the Bible. There's no better way than than reading and doing it, yeah. and living the Bible. I think uh, internships, apprenticeships, hands-on stuff is so good. And I, just for a long time, it got like downplayed. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, that's what people who can't go to college do. And it's yeah. like,
1: well. well. Well, and I think like the big the big change was realizing how successful you can be just in our in our secular world today. Sure, realizing how successful you can be without actually going to school. You know, you have like the Bill Gateses of the world, you have the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, sure. the Steve Jobs that were just like. I'm just going to start a company because I'm having fun doing what I love to do. And conveniently, it was also during the tech rise. Yeah. And so it worked out for them. But it's like, you know, I think for, for people, when we just look at any other profession, it's like, just do what you love to do. And you don't necessarily need to go to school. But I do think it's important to tell people you still need to be putting in the work Uh to learn the same knowledge that you would learn at school That's the difference. Like I can't just go on open up like uh, Adobe and just expect to like, oh, okay, I'm just going to kind of mess around on Adobe and I'm going to learn it as I go. It's like I have to get the books. I have to go onto your YouTube channel. Shout out to Jesse Walter on YouTube. (laughs) Um, And it's like I have to put in the work to teach myself how to do it. Just teach myself how to do it for free.
0: You know what? Like it reminds me of a scene uh, from Good Will Hunting yeah with Ben Affleck and <laughs> Matt Damon And, Matt <laughs> and Matt Damon. where where Matt Damon's in the bar and, and and like some college guys being real snooty and all of a sudden like you know he's like putting down Ben Affleck so Matt Damon comes up because he's like a genius yeah. or whatever and he's a janitor at the college yep. if you've never seen the movie this is a good movie um and the guy's trying to be all snooty so Matt Damon comes up and just starts ripping him mm-hmm. like Academically, just yep. like intellectually just starts ripping him and then makes him feel like even more like a moron. Where he goes, now how do you feel the fact that you're paying, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for your education when you could have just done it with a $5 library card. Yeah. And the guy's just, and you're just like, Ooh, yep. and we're not all geniuses. Like yeah. Matt Damon's character in the movie, but I think we're all capable of doing definitely like the Bible never has never called us to be, not that it's a bad thing if you want to be an academic scholar, but the Bible never told us to be idiots and the Bible never told us to be geniuses. The Bible told us to be doers yeah. of the word, told us to be faithful mm-hmm. um, and to be like, yeah, to, to be sent and go and yeah. do. So there's a, I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's just like a lot of emphasis put on things that they don't need, emphasis doesn't need to be put on. Like for instance, I was there's a guy I knew uh, on the islands who was on a different island uh, working with a church and he was like interning, yeah. like, and he was like, I wanna be a pastor, I'm gonna go to Bible college. And I was like, okay, cool, man, awesome. And he had all these thoughts of what he wanted to do. He didn't do any of them. Mm. Uh, and I just saw the other day that he's, I think he's in California somewhere, like mm-hmm. in San Francisco maybe, and he's running a food pantry loving on people. Wow. I'm like, dude, what's better? Yeah. What's better yeah. that you went to seminary and got all hoity-toity? Not to say that, Nolan, you're hoity-toity. Well, I am hoity-toity. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not. But, you know, <laughs> a lot of people come out of seminary, like, oh, yeah. just their relationship with Christ is a theological, kind of, like, academic, like, exposition yeah. of their knowledge. That's and, true. And, but... But he was like, "Mm, I'm just going to go serve people and love people. And he's just Facebook posting like, here's what we're doing today. Here's this amazing person I met. Here's somebody that came to know Mm -hmm. Christ here. And you're like, Which one's better? Yeah.
1: That one's better. And who's and who's probably doing more ministry? Him, right? Like I went to college for ministry and I've, I mean, yes, like you can compare and, and contrast, but like he's actively doing it like on the front lines every day. Yeah. And I work for a corporate company, so I got to be a little bit more like,
0: well, like you have don't cunning. downplay what's going on in your life well, too. Everybody has their season and yeah. you're in a season where your husband, your father and you are a testimony wherever you go yeah. that's also a ministry i,
1: I think i think like the, the main thing though what i love about what you said is like you're right there's a lot of people that come out of theological uh, uh seminary and they have this kind of they've they've Separated their heart from their head knowledge, mm-hmm. and so you know they're like, "Well, I know all this stuff about the Lord." It's like, "Yeah, but do you still read your Bible for pleasure in the mornings? Like, do you yeah. still like enjoy spending time meditating <sighs> yeah. on the Lord?" Like, and, and I, I just know for myself, I did not when I when I was uh, in my fifth year of school. Um, it was just. I was writing dissertations on all these papers and like going super deep with, you know, Daniel and and comparing and contrasting to Revelation. And I remember having this moment where I realized like, this is all up in my head. Right. I don't care at all about Jesus or what his mission was for the church on Mm -hmm. this earth. And I had to bring the two back together and realize I'm only going to college to learn how to better love my neighbor, to learn how to better love the person that's side by side with me. And it's like, at that moment, I realized I've completely missed the whole point of Bible college. What was good, though, is I had the head knowledge and I could easily tie it back into good. my yeah. heart for people. But it was like
0: five years to learn that. Man, mm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just crazy. I,
0: I, I didn't go to Bible college, but I definitely did get caught up for a long time in the head knowledge aspect. Like yeah. I got, there was a, a few years where like I got, I just read nothing but theology books. Like would crush through systematic theology, mm-hmm. by like Grudem. I, w- I was just like everything I wanted to know, I wanted to know. I was starting to use real big heady words. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this feels yeah. so good, yeah, this <laughs> feels great. And I, but then all of a sudden I realized like I had no love for shepherding. Mm-hmm. I had no love for loving people. Yeah. I had a love for growing in knowledge mm. and f- making that feel puffed up mm-hmm. it was the is the yeast of the pharisees right yeah. like the leaven of the pharisees so uh, it was dangerous mm-hmm. and uh, later on the lord brought me back to having a love for shepherding people and loving people and i'm trying to trying to keep the balance like of the two right like i love yeah. the lord i love loving people and i love growing in him like and all of that can happen hopefully we hope like simultaneously, yeah. Um, but that's always when you, whenever I think when you, when you see men and women like uh, who are Christians that you really respect, mm-hmm. it's because they're doing all of those things well balanced. Yeah. Um, there's this term floating around. I know we got to go pretty soon. But there's yeah. this term floating around that's really really popular. If you listen to like business podcasts and like mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's like a, a work life balance. Yeah. Um, and I heard somebody say the other day, work life balance doesn't mean keep working insane amounts that are unhealthy for you and do yoga once a week. Yeah. It yeah. means stop working unhealthy amounts and mm-hmm. restructure your life. You could yeah. apply that to like your Christendom, which is like um, a, a healthy balance in your Christian walk is not continue being a Pharisee, mm-hmm. but then go to a soup kitchen like yeah. once a year. Yeah, That's sure. not, it's not going to affect your heart. Mm-hmm. It's stop being a Pharisee deny yourself and the things that make you feel good about yourself and instead surrender yourself to the Lord and let him make you healthy. Yeah. Like holistically.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think too, like it's a big thing for Christians, especially as they start to get a little bit more mature Mm. in the faith. Like you always start off and you're okay with just saying like, I don't know anything. Right. I just want to absorb. Sure. And then as you continue to absorb, you want more, you get hungrier, you start to mature more, eat more meat. And then next thing you know, you're saying like to people, Oh, I know that answer. And it feels good to kind of be like somebody to turn to you and go, Hey, you know, what passage is this? And you're like, Oh, this. And they're like, Oh, thank you so much. You're so like, you're so knowledgeable of the word. You're like, Oh, that feels nice. Like, and then next time it's like, Oh, this, this, this. And then you you get into this place where you're just like, I know the answers. Like, and you can't tell me about the Bible. And you might have some kid just coming to Bible college, showing you a verse that says like well, uh, this is how it differs in my opinion. And then you go like, no, I know the answer. Shut that. up, I've been exegeting yeah. this text for a decade. <laughs> you don't know anything. And then instead of like hearing another perspective and maybe growing closer to the knowledge of the Lord, mm-hmm. you actually grow further away from it because yeah. you're so stuck in this one point. And God's saying like, I have so much more to show you. Yeah. I need you to be teachable in this moment. Which so.
0: I think brings us all the way back around, which is like being culturally relevant. Yeah, uh, Like the person that stands out, I just saw like a, I watched a video the other day of uh, of Keanu Reeves uh, mm. speaking at a digital comic con the other day uh, cuz I'm a nerd like that and I watched this and when you see movie stars when you see like he seems very humble like yeah. if you've ever just do a little do a little internet uh like tunnel ride yep. and look look for stuff about Keanu Reeves you'll see him riding on the subway mm-hmm. like a normal person standing up for a woman who doesn't have a seat yep. on the subway you'll see him like like he's married to a very normal looking mm-hmm. woman of his own age, yep. no, 30 years younger. Yep. Like he just seems like a normal individual. And at this comic con, they were like, Keanu, how do you stay so amazing and humble? And he was like, he's like, you know, that's really nice of you to say. He's like, I just, I just, I just like, I just love making movies. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I just, I love being around other people who like yep. to have fun. Yep. And I was just like, See, look at you. Just yep. trying to be a normal person. He's, he's thankful for the moment. And yep. it's like, as Christians, are we thankful for each moment? Yep. Are we looking how to better ourselves or make ourselves stand out or be like seen as excellent in the yeah. eyes of others? <laughs> excellent. I said, excellent. That was a excellent! billion time! Come on. I didn't yeah. even mean to. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. For me, maybe that's the thing as we finish our coffee that I'll be thinking about today yeah. is the things that I do it, whether it's answering a question or whether it is, um, like, I don't know, like helping somebody, praying for somebody, am I doing it self-serving or am I doing it for the benefit of others? Yeah that's the thought I love that that's so much we, yeah yeah, we can, we, can, we can land right there alright well hey thank you so much for listening to the podcast we'd love to know what you think uh, please find us on Instagram and Twitter at biblical lenses leave us a message ask us questions maybe we'll include it on the next coffee talk chit chat episode you can subscribe and leave us a 5 star review on any podcast platform uh, that you listen to podcasts on preferably Apple Podcasts you leave us that little review it'd be really really nice we'd like it we'd appreciate it with that being said we will see you next time